0: Number 113, No Ideas Original Podcast. Let's go. We got Drez tonight. Pulling up for the convo. That should be dope.
1: Here they come, yo. Here they come. What's good? What up, yo?
0: What up?
1: Not much, man. Crazy, crazy day.
0: How y'all been? How you been? Hey? Yeah. I've been alright, man.
1: I've been alright. Just waiting on a waiting on a couple of uh things to transpire um from last week and that's about it.
0: Okay. Says Rob is unable to join. We gotta get Rob Mhm.
2: There
0: you go. Said you was unable yeah. to join for a minute. What's up, brother?
3: Yeah, I was. I was taking, like, putting the note that, that don't disturb and all that on my phone. So we don't get into interruptions, nothing like that. Turn the music off because we don't want no copyright stuff. I was in here blasting Legion and. Digging in the crates, I was getting in my Bronx zone real quick.
0: Oh man, what up, Rob? You was getting what's in up, the- yo, Getting in the zone? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, just a little
3: bit. You know what I mean? They got some joints I was checking out.
0: Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yo, while we waiting for Drez to come on, let's talk. Let's talk to the audience about we just kind of chopping up um, about behind the scenes with everything that's going on with the the NFL joint with Brian Flores, and he's a legend that the NFL. Is racist. And then now you also got Indy removing her music off of Spotify because of everything that's going on with um
2: Joe
3: with Rogan.
0: Joe, yeah with Joe Rogan, you know. So it's 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 been a it's been a week of a lot of racism. What do you what are you guys' thoughts on the Brian Flores thing?
3: Go ahead, Rob. Well, honestly, man, you know, that Rooney rule, that's a smokescreen, I think. I think it's a big smokescreen screen for these owners to to do the token thing. Let's just hire a black guy. And I tell you, Bill Belichick played himself. <laughs> he played himself thinking he was sending the text to Homeboy, who is who is the Giants coach, and he was sending it to Flores. It's like congratulations on the Giants job. He's was like, well damn, I didn't even have the interview yet. Yeah. I mean I'm about to, but why mm-hmm. is he thanking me? And then, you know, based on just the history of the NFL, not hiring black coaches. He kind of just felt that thorn in the side like these niggas ain't gonna hire me. And that's why. You know what I'm saying? And it's just far too long for a league such as the NFL not to give not just head not just head coaches, coordinators, you know what I'm saying? GMs. Give everyone a fair share. And you and you look at the diversity, not even the diversity, but you look at the unbalance of you know those in those in uh I say senior leadership but then you got seventy eighty percent players that are black we're generating the lead because of how much how much we do you know what I'm saying how much we play our, our our fan base is through the roof so I really like I don't like it and you know some of the things that uh Flores put in his lawsuit. He wants to increase the influence, of course, of black hiring. Yeah. He also wants to increase the objectivity of hiring and firing of GMA, GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. He has a list of things that needs to change. And, yo, son, if, if he doesn't get another job in the NFL, sometimes that's what it takes. It takes someone to, yo, I'm going to speak up that's so exciting. someone else can, so someone else can eat. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's the Absolutely. Catholic effect. Yo, you know the, the thing about the Rooney rule is that the Rooney rule doesn't really say that you have to actually hire a person of color. It, it just says that you have to get has got to interview to a person of color. So yeah, it, it may be a farce that they're, that they're doing it, you know, um the the irony of all of this is the one coach in the league, which is Mike Tomlin, the he's the one black head coach and I think um I think Art Rooney, which the Rooney rule comes from. I don't know if we're previously he was like a owner or something like that. He had ties to the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, right? And, and like I, I, I feel bad for Brian Flores because I'm sure he's aware that by doing this, that he's committed career suicide. He really put himself out there. Um The thing about Big it, the, the thing about it though, is that I wonder if you know if he's gonna actually win this lawsuit because the Giants already issued a statement. The Broncos issued a statement everybody's issuing statements like really quick, which is different than the Kaepernick joint. Kaepernick was a class action lawsuit against the whole NFL saying that they colluded to keep him out and they just paid that money to settle. You know, the NFL is a multi-billion dollar business where throwing people millions of dollars to get rid of them is sometimes a non-profit business too, son. It's yo, it's it's a practice. So if you think Mm -hmm. about Brian Flores, if he thinks that Bill Belichick is a smoking gun, the Giants easily could say, like, yo, Bill Belichick don't really have anything to do with our organization. So I, the fact that you got that information from him, you know, he doesn't make any decisions about what's going on in our building. And I'm sure that's a card. Guys, yeah, what you was going to say?
1: Mm, I think it goes it's, – it's, it's a combination of what both of you gentlemen said. I think it goes way back to the initiation or the inception of the NFL and how long it even took to have, like, a – a a a a a offensive uh, head coach or defensive head coach from the you know from the inception of the of the league. Um, I think it also has has to play a point to where, I mean, don't get us wrong. There were, uh, I think, up to can't I, I don't know the exact number, but there were a number of black NFL coaches, you know, throughout the you know up until absolutely. Today. But, Absolutely. But, but at the same time, I think and I know and I'm and I'm sure you guys agree, whether whatever sport, football, baseball, whatever, but we're talking about football of course, that like how, how brother Rob said, we are the we are the face of the league. And I think right at the time when situation happened with Kaepernick, I think at that given time is where we should have propelled and excelled and broke away from the NFL and started our own league because you gotta look at it. Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, and all that—they're gonna follow, you know, the face of the face of the actual sport. Mm-hmm. And I think, and we have so many multi-hundred, hundred millionaires, or billionaires, uh, at, uh, athletes, entertainers, whatever—they need to put that into a pot. How Master P and all these other people have been saying for the longest, but there's never been no actual plan. They like, people foot no to plan, the ground, they never put the plan together. But right. I still think to this day, I say about a good seven to eight, maybe 10 years from now, we're going to have our own league. Um, and I, when I say we, it's not just black people. It's people that stand for the injustice of how things are going on as far as how the hierarchy in corporate America, as far as in sports and all that. You know, the red sure. tape and all that.
0: The NFL, the NFL, I think, has such a, such a stranglehold on this industry. You think about, like, the other people that are wealthy that try to do this. Vince McMahon tried to do it two times and couldn't be mm. successful. Like, the, the players are the product, and they're on the field, and the players is probably 70%, right. 80% people of color on the field. The issue with it, though, is that these same players are also on the contract, so you can't just poach all the talent and say, okay, we're taking all the talent away. Mm-hmm. That, this kind of shift of movement um, that you're talking about, Zane, this is ideal, but, the, you know, the reality of doing it with the existing players is very difficult, and I think, again, that's what Vince Vince McMahon was trying to do. Vince McMahon mm. was trying to set up his own league and create his own players and a whole different dynamic to be competitive in that market. And I don't think that any sport will ever outdo the amount of revenue that the NFL actually generates. I don't no, know. Like... It's just a fact. But if you could get a piece, if the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar business and as a, another football league you could make a billion or $500 million industry out of it, then that in itself – is um is a success you know like this this stuff with brian flores i don't think is any different than anything else that we see going on in society today you know like in, in corporate america where people take and and they give these interviews you know and then a lot of times it's, it comes down to you know the way it's framed is we went with whoever we thought was the best candidate which in some regards that's that's true sometimes it is the best candidate i just think that in order for them to actually have um, a good process around the Rooney Rule joint. They need to have 100% transparency. Also, that's I, right. That's that's the part that's probably um, missing. And 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 this this if anything is going to open up the eyes of the the league, the commissioners, and other people to say like, okay, we need to have more transparency in what this hiring process looks like. For those that's that, that's one of the things. Minutes, so we got Dredd, Black Sheep joining us shortly.
3: That was one they of
1: the things. Out to that's, that's joining in on the live tonight too. Yeah, shout
3: out to y'all, man. That's one of the things that was that was uh, he wants to accomplish in that lawsuit is the transparency. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell you can tell anybody what you want to tell them. You know, what I didn't like honestly was um, the 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 incentive the how he incentivized to Mr. Flores about tanking the team. You know, giving a hundred a hundred k for every loss. Mm-hmm. Now, my thing is this, man. How does an owner hire a coach to manage a team? What was it, what fifty three, fifty four players? Mm-hmm. So what do you go in there? You tell you tell your running back, I need you to fumble today. <laughs> That's it. You, you tell you, you tell your kicker, I need you to miss that field goal. You know what I'm saying? I need you to throw interceptions. I need y'all not to play no deep. I mean, these is guys that are living their dream to come to the league to win and and honestly win a championship. So you can't demoralize these individuals to to tank a team for the sake of a draft pick. And we already know most draft picks, they turn the bus anyway. I mean, we ain't going to get a Brady. (laughs) We're not going to get someone drafted. Uh 199.
0: The picks, picks though, the picks that they got as a result of this, though, they got – what's the – they got um, Mayfield. They got um, Miles Garrett. And they got their um piece, Drez just joined us. And they got their their um their cornerback. You know, so it, it's not like that they they not they not hurting. They did well. Yeah, they not hurting,
3: but I don't I don't I don't I just I just I, I totally disagree with that with that motive.
2: You know what I mean?
0: Drez, what's good, bro? Right, what's good, like,
2: y'all? How y'all he feeling?
4: Knows- Peace, OG. Right. Yo,
0: you yo. a brave soul. You out there in that freezing rain? Yo,
4: it is bleeding out here, man. You know how it's <laughs> going, though. Word up. Got yo. to make a run or two. I'm actually uh, running to the studio in a little bit. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Yo, I want to thank you for joining us. I don't know if you recall. We had tried to do this sometime back, Uh, I think, in, like, November, but we was having, like, tech technology issues. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I do remember. No doubt. How your brother's been, <laughs> Yo, we good. We still good. Well. Y'all me? I'm, I'm still on the go. I'm still am still running for that. I see. But yo, let me let me let me say this. I want to pick up where we had we had stopped talking last time. We was talking about like the um the Jungle Brothers, and we were talking about the impact that the Jungle Brothers had on um on the native tongues, and it just made me stop and think about like um and I'm wondering from you like how do we transition in hip hop from being about empowerment? and just making like feel good music to making music that was solely about materialism, um, glorified, uh, hard drug use. And it, it just, it was a shift. Like where do you think that shift came from?
4: Um. Well, like you kind of saw it really happening in, 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 in real time, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's kind of bugged because I really felt in my heart, like even back, Um, like, you know, like, and I hate to point fingers at, I don't want to point a finger at any particular group, but some of the subject matter that that cats were. It wasn't going to play well as far as the community and, um, you know, and once it got to the point where the money really became real. Because once it got to the point where the money became real, then the money became what people aspired to.
3: Right. That's right.
4: They didn't aspire to be an artist. They didn't even aspire to have something to say. To get to the money.
5: You know what I'm saying? So once the
4: money really came to the forefront, a la shiny suit season type Years, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, it is what it is, you know what i saying? Like, right, you know, like, right, 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 you know, Like, you know, he did, did he? Yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but, 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 but all of that was instrumental. It was just a matter of how we controlled it, you know what I'm saying? Like, all, all of that was important. Yo, these shoes right. are really coated with ice. Um, but, um, all of that was important because that, you know, that the, the money is. Is where we'll we'll get our power once we kind of start really start spending it correctly and 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 making real purchases of character. Cats mm. aren't making purchases of character right now. You know the money got real and everybody went for self, and that's kind of how I feel. A uh, look, uh, woo! That was be that was have on live. That was be been crazy. Be oh that man, was so ugly. We, that. <laughs> we don't want that, son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, almost, almost. No cigar. But just to say, um. You know, but once the money got real, um, then then everybody really started, you know, feeling like, all right, well, I have to sustain this. I can't fall below this. You know, saying right. this feeds this this is feeding the family, this is possible legacy. And so some of the alliances and even brotherhoods, right. um, you know, yeah, like like not to say that they died, but it, it took a back seat, you know what I'm saying? And it's almost like you kinda gotta understand. But at the same time, what I don't think cats really didn't understand was that together we all made more. Uh-huh. And Cats really couldn't see that because I think everybody got to a place where they were self-sufficient. So they didn't want to rock that boat. You know? Um and you know and And, I, you know, like, so everyone else had to understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, as much as I wanted to rock that boat, I had to understand that. I had to, you know, like, not say anything because, you know, I had to respect that's what it is, you know? That's right. Um, That's right. For each each man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but I felt like as each of us got on our feet to the degree that, uh, Mm -hmm. um, that our vitals would be taken care of, then we could start pooling our resources. But it really seems that you know, the more money you get, the more, it's, it's not problems, but it's the more that you're trying to show for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, it's like, it's like almost like impossible for cats to live within their means once their tax bracket is breaking. Get, get you on a hamster wheel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure, you know. And, you know, it, 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 it it's, it's not hard, you know, like it, it's not hard and, and, it, and it's worth it because it gives us the opportunity to have some paper to do something with, you know, I wish, you know, all of the cats with 100 million, all of the cats with 500 million, all the cats with a billion, I wish yearly they did things for our community because they're there now. You know what I'm saying? And And you know, like, yeah, I'm not trying to count nobody's money, so I I, I always find myself in a position that right now I'm striving to be in the room with them so that I can promote what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to tell somebody to do something when you're not in the room with them. So so I I get that, so probably for the first time in my life, I'm really focused on, I I feel like I've done everything but make real people let me get some real paper because I feel like there's some real conversations that I'd like for Cats to respect when I say it, Um, you know, and I I know what that takes, you know what I'm saying? I I can't can't say it from my vantage point. Cats are going to be looking at me like I'm dissing Tupac, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, (laughs) that's not what it was. And, you know, like, and I'm not a fan. I'm a peer. You know, that's me play. you know, like, Cats that play LeBron, you know, like, they not hugging his nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you playing in the league, you, 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 don't, the you, team don't, team. you don't hug the, the, the team, anybody's nuts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then on any given night, you give them the business. You know what I'm saying? Period. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, I hated that cats kind of tried to play that. And even my man saying something like, you know, like they were fighting, uh, I said they were wilding. It's that's the, that's the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, but cats gonna be what, what are they gonna be. But nonetheless, like, I even, I even had something really important to say on, on that front that I think I'll get to um but you know like I've spoken to some family that's really close to me my man Shah, I used to hustle with mm-hmm. uh Shah Jing, Dr. Shajim um mm-hmm. otherwise known as but uh Bashir uh, Jordan um you know okay. like he uh he did, did over 23 years in the feds you know and mm-hmm. this was my my crew this is this is me bumping my head and instead of going back to my crew going to the natives, but my crew went on to do a, a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? But just to say, uh, Sha was one of the youngest brothers in our crew, and he wound up doing, like I said, you know, over 23 years in the feds, and he wound up being with Tupac's father, and um, oh, wow. he helped him write the book, Um, what's it called, Thug, uh, it's uh, the book that, uh, Thug that uh excuse me? Was Thug, it Thug uh, Mortal? What was it? Not, not thug, um, it, it, uh, shit, um, it's just escaping me, it, it, it'll come to me, but whatever, whatever book Tupac's father wrote with the word thug in it, you know <laughs> that's right. My my brother, my brother, Dr. Shajim helped him write it. Now, I I say that to say this, that, um, I spoke to Shad the other day, you know, like, he's home now and doing very well for himself, but just say, uh, you know, I'm talking to him the other day and he's like, you know, like, yo, you know, I'd like for you to, Elaborate with brothers and share something like you know, like I helped his father write that book in, in the federal penitentiary, and it was given to Pop at, to, for him to be a liaison for, for him to get it to brothers in the streets. Wow, that were, that were gangsters. Right from 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 from, from, from a man, Doctor Shahjib, and from Pop's father were the words that he, it wasn't for him. Mm. He's not a gangster. He was never a gangster. It, none of it was for him, but being that he was the one that was asked to bring it, he got caught up in what it was. And mm-hmm. and, and 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 this is from brothers way above my head as far as street ability that I'm having wow. a conversation with. You know, what I'm saying like even when I talk about the street, like you know, like I got out the street to get into music. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm I'm far from what these guys you know what I'm saying, which is why I was able to identify real easily, you know, what cats aren't. Because, you know, like, I I know what it is. Yeah, you know? that's right. So I wasn't trying to shit on them, but I was trying to say that, um, you know, like, yeah, we were all young and we were all making right. a lot of mistakes and trying to find ourselves, him included. So, you know, sometimes when cats hold on to something, they're not understanding that they're holding on to the thoughts of a child. You know what I'm saying? If they're not always going to be as prolific as life would have them.
3: Would we'll have them to be, right, you gotta mature.
4: And, and another thing too, you know, like if we all gonna speak on solid, there's one thing that I don't think people have really spoken to the degree that I, I wish they would. Um, you know, now that time has passed by, and we could look at everything in retrospect, there was one person that didn't have anything to do with any of that. And that was big. How about that? And, Word up. About that, nothing to do with none of it. None of it. about so, that? So your solid man got a little frazzled, you know what I'm saying? Threw his man up in the pot, and and, and when the truth came to light, he never went back and cleared it. So don't talk to people about solid. You know what? You know what? And so that leads, I mean... That's the reality, that that big in here, and he had right. nothing to do with that shit. Yeah. Nothing
3: right. And that, and that that leads to, to, to the qu- next question I want to ask you, too, Dredge. God bless you, bro. Listen, in hip-hop in the 80s and 90s, you know, it had all this element. And it still has this element today, but there's one element that I believe that is missing that was so prevalent and very strong in the 80s and 90s, and that's knowledge itself. Yeah. Having knowledge itself, having a, at least a, some sort of a moral compass, some sort of social idea was going on around you even a spiritual principle in, intertwined in there i mean thank god for the 5% we wouldn't have never known what malcolm was talking about or any of them if yeah, you no didn't dig it, if you didn't dig into that and you even know, in some even in some of today's music you know you hear about morris culture you hear about oh without question uh, Medi- med- meditation. You hear about alkaline water. Yes. Um, the, the, the what's, your, what's your thoughts on what, what what's really missing? in... Yes, sir. What's your thoughts on what's really missing in today's music, or today's culture for hip hop? Uh, I,
4: mean, I, I a lot of what you just said, like you know, like 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 you know, like not to not to force any type of religion or 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 or, or, or anything on anyone, but having the opportunity to digest many different things intelligence creeps in there so you know like like, mm-hmm. like the the five percent nation you know what i'm saying like you didn't even have to be righteous you was inadvertently gonna get some of that knowledge you know what i'm saying you're gonna catch l- you l- l- like, 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 right mobile about little train truck would you say um <laughs> wow um, but just to say, like, you know, like, like, like we miss that, you know, like, like we we miss that. And, and even and even um, some of the things that would come after that were more palatable because of the 5% nation, you know, saying like, like you could kind of understand a little bit more, you know, reading into the nation of Islam or even just looking at world culture, you know, civilization uh, and having yeah. an understanding of what's going on on the undertone. Holy- Right, right, yeah, yeah, without question. It was very, is very important, you know, and and especially for a lot of cats that weren't um, very studious, you know, right. but you'll find that there's some of the most brilliant minds yes, you sir. Know, that that exist. Word, like, sure. I, I've had some of the most intelligent brothers that, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, that, that life granted degree to, mm-hmm. you know, word. Wise
0: intelligent. Look at wise intelligent.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yo, Drez, somebody in the somebody in the audience said, Are we ever gonna get a Chi Ali and Drez album?
4: Um, not an album, but we got a single. We uh I am actually uh probably gonna put some vocals on it tonight. Um but just say, I Yeah, yeah. We, we got some cool stuff coming. I like a lot of cool stuff is definitely coming, man. For real, for right. I've, I've been working real hard. Um I got some really cool projects coming and um, you know, I really look forward to 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 Cats um hearing an old man, you know. Yeah, listen and there's
3: one project I'm really I'm really intrigued about it's your D&D project. We'll talk about that a little later you know what I'm saying because you know, I mean Dilla was something magical man and for him not to be here in this time is it, it it's, it's just it's, it's it's an escape for me. man. am like wow man cuz this man made some some great music man. Um
4: Dilla was the
3: best man. Dilla was the best.
4: I'm actually laying in some joints on a, a track tonight by DJ Des, um, who was, you know, who came up with Dilla, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 that for, for me to go to Detroit and um and be around his childhood friends was so inspiring to me, man. Like, right. like and, and, and like Dez, who learned with De- with Dilla. Like this is my word, like like I don't know what the disconnect be sometimes, but yo, like, if you love Dilla, then you should definitely be, you know, whoever is an executive, if the closest thing to Dilla right now is DJ Des. Like, like, they literally, you know yeah. what I'm saying, lurk together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cats sometimes it's like cats just don't connect the dots, you know what I'm saying? And I, I can't right. wait to lay some stuff on his stuff because, like Dilla, you know what I'm saying, he's very special. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like he is. Her. Yeah, man, big time. Yeah, the drama talk, later talk, talk, is talk. literally is, is insane.
3: Right. Talk Talk about in, in that process, you meet an amp, what's his name? Um, Aunt Fiddler? Aunt Fiddler? Yeah. yeah, talk about yo. that, brother. He, he makes some great music, man. I like that guy, man. And Come to find out,
4: spirit is crazy. Come
3: to find out, he introduced the NPC to Dilla as well as Q Tip.
4: No, no, well, I don't know about Tip, but I know he, he introduced it to, to, to Dilla and 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 um, and Des. You know, saying wow. they used to go over his crib, go down in the basement, and share time on an MP, you know, saying learning it as, as, as kids kid. You know, what I'm saying he used to play in in in, in bands like um, like uh, uh, funkadelic and what have you. So he was Bye. in the neighborhood and had equipment and, and 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 you know and um you know and all types of um uh, just musicianship around him. You know, what I'm saying so he opened his doors to to Dilla and Des, and, 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 and you know that that took, that took a great man to do something like that. You know, and and help you know bloom that fire. You know, what I'm saying like he—he's very instrumental in, in Dilla's journey. He was one of the yes, first sir. ones to identify that he was a special kid. Or right. big shout out to Aaron Fiddler. Right. I, I, I that's learned that's so happening. much during this documentary. Man, I can't wait for people to see it because it's, it's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, we honest.
0: got we got somebody in the chat saying that they don't have any sound. Can other people verify that they can actually hear us? Go, go ahead, Zayn.
1: Yeah. yeah, I can hear everybody. Um, once again, shout out to all the, the the people that's tuning in tonight. Shout out to the legend Drez, man. Um, me and my cousin, Shanon up top. Um, and of course, I know Rob. You know, we we we, we all were born in the Bronx. And uh, yes, sir. I tell yeah, you what, Rob. man. When Flavor the Month first came out, that changed a Everything. lot of, as, far as, as far as how I looked at hip hop. Uh-huh. Now when now now I think Flavor of the Month came out like what 91? hmm
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So 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 ninety-one, it was a lot of big songs around that time too, brother. You had uh uh Uptown Anthem by Naughty by Nature, you yep. had Scenario mm, exactly. by Tribe, you had Mind Playing Tricks on me by Ghetto Boy, Summertime by Jazzy's uh by Will, you know, Jazzy, Jeff the fresh prince. Um and a lot of a lot of a lot of good dance music, right? Um and I believe around that time, I guess until like maybe like nineteen ninety five ish, sixes, that's when things started to change, man, as far as like um The shiny suit the era you was- talking about shiny suits. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean,
2: that, that, that shit shit was
4: shiny, like, Yeah, that what, what that, that like happened was what, like uh, what seemed to happen was what? that that um whoa, this really iced up out here. Yeah, what seemed to happen was that um that, you know, instead of cats really digging, that it was easier to take a disco hit and rhyme over it as opposed to creating about something that. no one ever heard before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everybody started literally just taking old hits instead of creating new hits out of old songs. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? From there, it just kind of... On.
1: So that was more like a cheat code. That was more like a cheat code. Cheat <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> the first one, you know. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it's hard to it, it's hard to get mad at cats for figuring something out, even though it might not be for you. Right. You know. You know. You gotta kind of. You gotta. You kind of gotta rock with it. But you know, like it, 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 it's whack when it affects what you do because at the end of the day it started affecting how we made music you know what I'm saying now they don't want to clear samples you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but, you know like now you know using more than one sample is definitely an issue you yeah. know yeah. and you know yeah it just brought about a whole different uh, turn of events for, for, for cats like Along or Primo or you know Professor what have you you know what I'm saying like and and it affects us to this day, you know. Cats are quick to try to put something together that sounds like a sample, but mm-hmm. it's not sampled. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, man, it's- Speaking
0: it's- of speaking of samples, like for you guys for your, your first album, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, first mm-hmm. first album right out the gate, y'all. It seemed like y'all had creative control because y'all got all the production credits on that first album. How did you finesse that? When Mer- y'all was on Mercury, right? How'd you pull that off?
4: Well, you know, like we were coming from the native town uh you know the native camp mm-hmm. and and all of the natives were essentially known for being self sufficient and once we proved to them that we could deliver you know what i'm saying um then you know like we, we was we was good from there you know like of course, they had input and they they definitely we were young you know so they definitely had some some areas where they were where they wanted to contribute or give their opinion or what have you. And sometimes, you know, they were spot on. Sometimes we didn't want to hear it because we felt like what we did got us this far. So just keep rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like, like for instance, like, you know, like, we picked the first two singles. um, And the third single, they wanted Strobe Light. And I felt like Strobe Light was the wrong song to come behind Choice. Choice, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just felt like it was just too, just way too soft. Just way, you know, like, it's, it, 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 if if Choice is way to the right, then the Strobe Light was way to the left. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I, I just wanted something a little more centered as far as where we was just coming from. I thought Simulac would have been a better look as far as that single. But at the end of the day, you know, since... Um, I kind of I like really, you know, like put my foot down. And, and that's how we got the fourth single. But I felt like it was already kind of done. Like we didn't follow it up with the type of song that I thought we should have followed it up with. So Us dropping and like after that, you know, it was cool. And the album was amazing. Everything went so beautifully. But I felt like we really kind of could have took advantage of a couple of things, had... um had to kept believing in us, yeah that
0: was a great that was a great album though what, what oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes but
4: of question mm-hmm.
0: whatever sure. i i just felt like that third single like
4: imagine of something like a still in the ghetto or you know like or on the wall like like something just a little more in the vein of what choice was you know what i'm saying yeah. and then and and then maybe you know falling out the door maybe do a stroke like but, you know, it, it, it's 20 years ago, you know, it, yep. it
0: yep. what it is. You, know you can always, uh, you can always think the putt, you know, second time you hit it. One of the things I think that's understated about that album is, like, the actual sequencing of the album, because y'all got the skits on there, too, that was classic skits. Yeah, my
2: shit was... But yo, in the
3: meantime, is my shit right there? Yeah, like, yo, but,
0: but in the me- yo, but in the meantime, I think it was the B sides of um the flavor, right? No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. And actually,
4: like the first real song going on the album, you know, like after after the initial. Season.
0: How how long did it take you to record that album? Um, it, it took
4: it
0: took it took a little,
4: it took quite a while. Like you know, like like um, it definitely wasn't. Something uh, that just happened, as far as like, you know, I'm not one of those cats that just walk into the booth and um, <laughs> it's bit one time and it's done. But, um, walk through the building. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty methodic. I'm pretty methodical what I do. I'm pretty methodical how I kind of rock, as far as writing and um, you know, like even just my
0: process. You know what I'm saying? So, it's so. So, we got, a, we got another question when Drez comes back. Cool. From producer Big Stacks. He says, Is it true that sample clearance issues slowed down the completion of the nonfiction album? Mm. But yeah, I mean, for those who haven't, if you haven't listened to A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, go pick it up, listen to it. it came out. Actually, yeah,
3: give it a listen, yo. Know, some joints Every on there.
0: Album from start to finish. I think he got booted. Very dope album from start to finish, from from intro to skits to songs. Like they could have they could have easily had more singles off that album. And Absolutely. A lot
3: of people don't, Absolutely. They
0: don't realize they also there's two versions of The Choice Is Yours on that album, also.
3: Right. That's right. The whole album was dope, man. I remember that. I remember the flavor of the month coming, and I was at a party, and this we lost it when that shit came off, son. We lost it, B. And it was a house party. And I mean, the parents looking at us like, they're going to break our walls down when that song came on, son. But, you know, you know, you, you mature and and you, and you learn the game. And, you know, like you said, that was 20, 30 years ago. And here we are now, man. Thank God we're here to talk about it. You know what I mean? God bless them.
1: Bless the choices yours have been used in so many, like, movies and commercials and all that. So I know, I know. You know, it's, it's still... You can hear that it's, almost it's still, in that, every... That, that, that thing was going to resonate for so
0: for so many years, man. Yeah,
3: that You day. hear that in every, every stadium you go to, you hear that song, so...
0: J.J. Mm-hmm. JJ cool, J. Cool says Strobe Light has a remix, I think. Yeah, I think Strobe Light did have a remix. And I think from the Strobe Light remix, I also think they had did something with Vanessa Williams at one point. Yes, he did. Yes, sir.
2: did mm-hmm. you know, so,
0: yeah, a
1: couple
0: they, of drums Yeah, they were moving. That album... I remember listening to that album from start to finish and being like, "Damn, like this is a really good album." Yes, sir. Sure. And uh, the other thing that I, uh, I appreciated about them, which when he comes back on, we'll talk about, is that you know, like the the for them to be a part of the Native Tongues, they had their own distinctive style, right? Because you had the Jungle Brothers, you had them, mm-hmm. you had Queen I'm only Love. It was just such an influx of talent around that time. Right. Uh, and the beauty of the music that they made. Again, I go back to. The fact that this was a time where people were making music about empowerment. You know, folks felt good about being people of color. You know, like there was. Oh, it, there's always been, I think, like sexual innuendos and in rap music. But it was it was definitely a lot of creativity that you could turn on the radio and you could listen to a buddy or you could listen to um, Queen Latifah. Um, even like Jimmy. they
3: was a part of Jimmy, too, son. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And that was about safe sex.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. actually listening to earlier today the Jungle Brothers' first album too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I thought about. It. I was like, "Yo, I look." I was like, "Yo, when did the Jungle Brothers' album come out?" When the Jungle Brothers' first album came out, I wasn't even a teenager yet. I it was
4: eighty.
0: Old. It eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly when it was. Damn, Rob, you spot on. It was eighty nine when it came out, and I remember. I think because my older brother, shout out to Kenyatta, he was listening to the Jungle Brothers. So uh, they have. Remember, I, they had um. Jim Brownski, They had I'm gonna do
3: you. Straight out the jungle.
0: Straight
3: out the jungle. Oh my gosh, son! We used to listen to that album, album religiously.
0: Second album they had um JB's coming through.
3: JB's coming through. Hey, Black that, woman.
0: Mm-hmm. What's um, that? What's that? What's that? Um,
1: album that uh they had a uh, girl out of house yeah. Girl out of no, house. You know, I was thinking about that too. Yo, that
0: was like probably yeah. like the first big crossover. When
1: that came
3: on, it was crazy. You had to know how to dance, son, because the fl- dance floor yeah. was loaded, son. You had to know your two-step. But you know crazy. what, Dredge, Dredge, sonically, sonically, his voice, it defined time. It was trapped in time. It was smooth. It was silky. It was like, this dude is super smooth with it, and he's spitting. like It wasn't nothing aggressive. It was something you could just chill and smoke. you drink You'd be like, yo, that shit is hot, son. I like that shit, baby. Mm-hmm. I like that cool shit, be You know what I'm saying? And like you said, him being a part of the natives, it was just a change of pace. You know, you had tribe, you had daylight you had Jungle. You know, and it, it it just felt it just felt fresh for them to come in at the tail end of the of of the team, so to speak. So,
1: Dayla, Dayla Soul. So yeah, soul, man. It, it, I'm telling you, man. Just just thinking about them. You know, uh, them, them days waking up on a Saturday morning. You know what I'm saying, and you know, you watching? Uh, with a, yeah, you, know, sorry, you wasn't with even a teenager yet.
0: <laughs> nah, nah, I wasn't. I wasn't even. Yo, I wasn't even a teenager yet, and I was listening to like all my music was coming through my, my, my brother. Like you know, like whoever his yeah. musical influence was, he he bringing a house And we listened. Like I remember listening to his Fat Boy albums. You know, um, wow, times dope. You know, like yo, dude, yeah, dudes like that, like. Pfft. Cool
3: we have variety. Yeah. We have so much variety there, man. So much variety that you can pick and choose. And if you didn't want to listen to that one, you can listen to this one. It was a great time, man. It was a very great time.
0: Yeah. And then, and then the other thing is, like, yo, for them to to me, like, in that in that period, it wasn't about the commercialism of it. But oh. I asked Drez when I asked him the first question, and I was saying to him about, like, how materialism and all these other things have kind of found their way in the game. Like the era where it shifted for me, honestly, is like the era where I became a teenager. Like, you know, like like the, the early to mid 90s is when mm-hmm. it shifted. And that's when all, you know, like my, you know, my favorite rapper all time, Nas, but I think like he's one of the people with the catalyst that shifted music away from being fun to being, you know, talking about the street stuff. Him, G Rap, like dudes like that. They right. shifted mm-hmm. it. And from there, it just went to something completely different. But there were still people that was making fun music, but now it's to the point where you turn on the radio and you, you rarely hear any of that. Like, you know, there, to me, there's a lot of um, critique and criticism for drill music. But one of the things that I do like about drill music is like, I, I, I like watching the videos and seeing the kids dance and have a good time. Like the content yeah, okay. all that I can't really get with because I can't relate to it, but I do like seeing them. Like, okay, like, yo, they're having a good time. They look like they're having, having fun. Like if you guys, if you never watched the Big Drip video, with um, with Fabio Farron, like yo, that's a video where they got water guns. They they out, you know, <laughs> and right,
4: enjoying
3: themselves. They enjoying themselves.
0: Yeah, and it just makes me think about like yo, remember when when we would turn on Video Music Box and you see the videos with leaders of the new school, you know, just mm-hmm. out, having fun doing their thing, or you see um, how you call it, like dudes, just
2: with the party,
0: music, what it was, it was just about it was a different time. The music was fun.
3: And it should always be that, man. Music is inspiring, man. And that's why I asked the question about that element being gone because it it inspired not only the artist but the audience. It made you want to go look for a book or it was cool. Like, it's, it was cool to be smart. It was cool to have some damn sense in your head. You know what I mean? And, and be able to think for yourself and, you know, and not go out there. You had a choice. I like one of the things he said during during the um the last interview he said he said yo fife was the moral compass he said you know we would all jump the fucking turnstile fife would pay his token fuck y'all I'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's but that's what we had. We had those options available to us to choose to say, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna not do that. Now everyone is just a follower. There's no one daring Let's go back to Brian Flores daring to do something that other people won't do.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. School D, I can't forget about uh, School E.D. Being positive was, uh, I don't know if he's saying being positive was the shit, not jump off the bridges over. <laughs> yeah, now we just had like, I think even the music that we thought was edgy was still mm-hmm. like music that was, it was just a different type of type of type of vibe, and I'm, and again, like I'm not trying to diminish the quality of music that's um, today. that's out today, because I know we have right. discussions, and I always tell y'all that I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to let my ears get old and condemn what the young Cats is doing, because I remember a time when my parents was like, yo, what kind of garbage it, is it that you calling music? it straight garbage, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, so like I just, it, it's just a different era. Like there's been there's just been a shift. I think in content and what content sells, and what to me one of the the worst analogies that people use to describe it that I'm like it's cringeworthy, but it's true when they say something like in the 90s people was talking of, that people were talking about in the '90s the glorification of selling drugs, and now it's the glorification of using drugs They're taking it's just like this 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 shift this this continuum that we on in terms of stuff like we went from knowledge like even you go back to Melly Mellon the message. Knowledge, information. Look at the title, the title of the song. Yeah, knowledge and information. To now, we just on a, on on something completely, completely different.
3: So, right. Maybe he's taking his coat off. He'll be back,
2: hopefully.
0: We need to grab hold more of our roots in hip hop's birth, man, to preserve our culture, man. We owe that to our artists. Yo, Hendo, that's a fact. You know, like we had that conversation before, and I was saying too, there has to be some accountability put on us as consumers because. You know, we always we always talking about the quality of music that's out, but then when our favorite artists put out music from our era, we don't support them. We don't go out and buy the projects, and then we say stuff nah, like, "Nah, we don't." Not played on regular radio. Regular radio is a dying art. Talk radio is more popular than uh, regular, radio. right? Podcasts. So, okay. you know, so you gotta you gotta go and stream these artists' music. Like when Keras put out a project, go stream Keras' project. You know, stream OC's project. Um, how do you call it?
3: Stream, whatever it is. Master that- Ace. Ma- yeah, um, man. like I always talk about Sadai X. he's always putting out a project. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, are a bunch of guys that's putting. Out. I think even Grand Pooper got something coming out pretty soon. That'll be a, that's a good voice to reminisce about and, and hear what he has to say about today's today's world and social social things. So they're out there. You just got to dig a little deeper, man, and not. Be so uh, attracted to what's on the surface for face value, man. Just dig a little deeper, man. You find out they done not did a track yesterday. Like,
0: oh shit, yeah. this is new. Yes, that's the, that's the, that. the the real. Is it the the real Evan Cleef? Pardon me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. But this is the this consumers and supporters. That's,
3: that's my like man this. Van. My man Van V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he actually he work, he he's doing a project with uh, with Camp Lowe right now.
0: Oh, that be yeah. Yeah, I like Camp Lo too, but that, there is there is a difference I think between consumers and supporters. You know, there is. Right. I I, I would agree with that. I buy big big artist. I buy the big artists that I rock with. The beauty of it now is that you don't even have to buy. You know, you could stream. You could you could stream mm. like that. The the, the direct to consumer element makes it easy for people to just do music and upload music.
3: Just just play more than thirty seconds, so they can get their half a
1: penny. just keep playing with it man
0: part of our culture we didn't think about being on records or signing no deals that's a fact we didn't but when that money when the money got involved and people figured out how to monetize it and and consumerism came into play it's like what Drez was saying you know that the money the money takes the fun element out of it the money as much as we love hip hop and being in the park and the jams I think that the money is what took the jams took hip hop out the park that's just my opinion
3: it did it absolutely did, because, you know, that that was organic to, to lace up a light pole and bring your equipment from your bedroom down to the park with crates of records. And, you know, you got your team out there and you just playing music like you in your bedroom, but you're playing it for your hood, your community or your block. You know what I mean? That—that's an element that I—I I truly miss that, to be honest with you. And even then, you had your—you know—you had your beef, you had your this shit going on. But there was a period where you threw on a certain song, and there was no beef, because everybody wanted to be a part of that. You know what I mean? It's The <laughs> dancing or whatever. Yeah. It's a different world now, man. A very different world. I
1: just can't wait to verses have some more of these like. 80s and 90s artists, like I would love to see who they would have Public Enemy go up against, or uh, you know somebody like Ice Cube, or even like you know as far as like Black Sheep, Native Tongue, you know Jungle Brothers. Like I I, I would I would love to see like Native Tongue go against um I don't know a, a, another big group that'll be that that'll be good for the culture, man.
0: Well, cats Nas dropped three albums in one year. I dropped the albums. And when you're Nas, Nas has been found the fountain of youth. That's a fact. Yeah, sonically, I
3: think sonically, he, he's heard something that's pretty reminiscent. Hip boy is pretty dope, man. He He's a musician, too, because he, he plays a lot of different instruments. So you see someone knowledgeable in their craft, it makes you like, well, damn, he's doing all that? Let me really put something down and make it worth putting on. on. We dinosaurs now, these
0: kids.
1: Talk. I can't wait to hear what this King Disease Part Three is gonna sound like. You know?
0: Yeah. You know something though? There are some there are some I would say in terms of us being dinosaurs to these kids, I think maybe in this country, in this country, there is, there's definitely <laughs> that gap, bridging that gap is 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 rough. And I don't know how we do it. But I think the stuff that Nas is doing now and actually reaching out to incorporating some of the newer Newer art artists, I think that'll help people go back and look at a Nas catalog. But if you go abroad and you go to other countries where people students are students of hip hop, that gap is diminished drastically. Like people,
3: yeah, they, want, they want they want all that, that '90s music. They want all that '90s heat. Yeah.
1: One of my one of my uh, one of my homegirls' um, fathers that live of course sees, he's still going to hip hop events. He's like sixty plus. He got a crew. He got a crew <laughs> They he go. To the you know, the hip hop the hip hop joints of course like you know the in in the golden era concerts and stuff but um I just can't wait till this this pandemic and stuff uh slows down a lot I don't think it's going away no time soon but can't wait till it slows down man so I can start getting out and start going to you know some of these concerts you let, know
0: let me let me ask this question just to to, to kind of flip the responsibility because I think like as people as as us being older folks that probably grew, grew up on that music. So there's an element of nostalgia, of course, associated with it. Is there more mm-hmm. that you think that we could be doing as the quote-unquote old heads to kind of inoculate younger folks with the music? Because I think whenever people have this conversation, it's always, it's, it's it's more than likely, we always throw it off on, like, yo, these young cats ain't checking for the older music. They don't, <laughs> they, they high call, it. they can't appreciate it. They don't like it. It's just a whole bunch of... Other reasons why that, that I think they can't I, embrace it, but what is it that we could be doing differently to actually get them to embrace the music?
1: I think that they would have to like visit something like the hip hop museum, you know what I'm saying, out, out in New York. Uh, they would have to watch movies like Wild Style, uh, 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 but how do we, electric get your, how do we break get into that?
0: Because all that's 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 out there, it's the all
1: community accessible community. on their phone. They don't got to be home to to to, to 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 tune in. I'm
0: not. They I'm they not they not
1: got the phones.
0: I'm not talking about, the physical talking about piece of it and accessibility because we got technology that makes everything accessible to us. Right. So we're about what is right. it that, that we're missing that does not? It doesn't make them say like yo, I want to go back. I want to and, and 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 look at what it is that laid the foundation. Because if you think about think about our era. There was something in our era, and I don't I wanna speak for y'all, but I know for me, there was something that made me say, like, I wanna go back and hear and learn and appreciate my parents' music. You know, and I don't know if it was I don't know if it was the sampling, I don't know if it was me hearing the 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 um how you call it, the use of their music and some of the newer music, or I don't know what it no, was, that, but it was something that was
3: exactly that was it. That was exactly it. it. Cause when you when you hear a song and you you, you think about your mom's waking up shy to get to clean, you be like, "Damn, that's that Diana Ross song." But then, you know, you you got De La Soul on it, so the blend of that made you it, it just it just made things work. I to your question, I think I think from an older standpoint, we need to be more present. And what I mean by that is musically talent, whatever whatever it is, we have to you know. You have to be more present with these young, with these young individuals, to give them the tools to have them understand. Look, you're here, like he said, you're here because of what we've done. Then we're responsible for music being out in Oklahoma and Texas and all these different areas globally, because you know places that you know outlets like MTV, uh, MTV Raps was much different than. Uh, uh Uncle Ralph cuz Uncle Ralph you know what I'm saying Ralph McDane was just in New York or the tri-state area but when you listen to MTV raps that shit went to Minnesota you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying it went it went all over the world I think the presence of these older cats and myself yourself and us we need to be more present we need to be be, be more willing to share some of some of the, some of the jewels that we learned back then cuz so I think we are just silent we're mm-hmm. silent we sit back and it's just a little bit judgmental. I'm almost like our parents. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember the first day my mother came home singing Flavor in the Air. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the other day you was telling me to cut that shit off. And now you coming to work. Now you coming up from work talking about Flavor in your ear. But 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 I was like, ah, so she got it now. You know what I mean?
2: Thank and you, I, think, I think
3: the availability of being present Cause your presence speaks for itself, and then if you can open up in a dialogue about music, about where yo, it came yo, Rob. from, and tell me. Oh, yes, oh, sir.
0: One second, Justin uh, Warfield, send a request, and I'll and I'll bring you up. Send a request, and I'll bring you up right now. Yeah, okay,
3: And and I think that's where that's really where the divide is. You know, we talked a lot about OGs and having that old influence around us. Yo, man, pick up pick a. I don't know grab a shorty around his neck yo come here let me talk to you b i've seen what you was doing i appreciate what you're doing but let me leave this little jewel with you you know what i mean and, and, and share something that might gravitate to him or it may pick his brain and be like yo you know I, I appreciate that og good looking man here's my music well yo here's my number i mean it starts like that we got to take it back to when it was it was all right to approach a person and give him his prize, but then leave him with something, too. Like, here's this pamphlet, my dude. Read that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's where, where, where it needs to start, honestly.
0: Yeah, Z,
3: Can he hear us? zine can you he hear me? I don't think he can hear us, bro. Yeah. What's,
0: what's good is your gift if you can't share it. What good is right, the uh, gift if you can't share
2: it? That's a fact, Shane. Shane the Dribble Machine. What up? <laughs> that's the OG
3: right there, son. Shane the
0: Dribble Machine.
3: Yeah. Yo, what, what, what good is the gift if you can't share it? You know what I mean? And, and and to his point, we had OGs that didn't mind pulling us aside and telling us, yo, use the backboard. Go behind your back. Why don't you fake? Do a pump fake. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how I, that's how I learned how to play ball. Watching OGs and then I used to shoot from my stomach. Rest in peace to my to my OG Jip. I used to shoot from my stomach. I used to flip it. All. I almost shot like like Trey Young. He just shoots from his stomach and it pops up. And yo, but yo, Jib said, yo, get your fat ass over. Here. Let me show you how to shoot. Yo, pop your wrist. And that was history, son. And I follow Jip everywhere I go, man. But that has to happen. You gotta share. You gotta share what it is that you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that the, like I said, like I think that's one of the things that we always run into. Like every time we have this conversation, the emphasis is always placed on the uh, the other person. You know, it's always mm-hmm. p- placed on the youngins. All right, we gonna bring Justin Warfield in. It's always placed on the, the 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 youngin to get the knowledge. Right. You know, Justin Warfield, what's up, brother? How you doing? Peace. Can you hear us? We can't, we can't hear you. Can you hear? I'm me? feeling that hat. I'm feeling that hat, homie. I uh, hear he get his he get his audio together. But yeah, that's like one of the challenges I think that we 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 always have. You know, how do we actually engage them around this conversation?
3: Can Nobody think- wants to approach the young dudes because figured hey, they young, they wilding out. Nah, they don't want to hear nothing I gotta say. And some of them are like that, but not all of them are like that. You yeah, know what I mean? You got sometimes it's, it's, it's just like picking cherries off off a vine, man. You know, all of them ain't sour. You got to go through a couple of them before you find a sweet one or, or one that you can, you know, you can you can talk to.
0: Yeah. Do y'all, do y'all yes, really yes. Huh? yeah,
1: Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's like gatekeepers that's 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 trying to stop that connection? Because if because if like you brother say, if we get that connection of um even like the the more popular artists right now that's that's in that's in rap and they tell us or, or tell the you know generation Z right now to go back and, and and listen to this particular artist or this particular group or watch these particular movies the bro, other thing bro, that is, is set up like peace that because, peace bro peace and blessings right? that's my that's my Yo. brother right
3: there so he's working with 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 with, with the, peace what's up bro
2: What's going on, man? Peace, camp, low, peace, all that. It's love. But I wanna I wanna ask a question. Yes, sir. Native tongues versus hieroglyphics. Mmm. That's the only crew that from the west to the east. Mm. And they both Mm. got similarities. So that's all I want to see. That'd be good. What do you think, guys? What do you think? What do you think?
0: That'd
2: be nice. that would be good. You got casual. You got all the cats that that that's crazy. Right. And the band members is like and they play live. Right. They live play live. Mm-hmm. They, um every group from that native tongue, they play instruments. They play live. So that's a
3: good competition right there. Yeah, that's a good that's a good conversation to have, man. I love the Roots. The Roots is another a great group that plays live as well. But the and, and that picked up for a while too. You know, I did pick up, so long they, you know, good of the roots. That 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 live instrumentation picked up for a while because I've seen a lot of older cats. I forgot what cafe it is, but they play with a live band playing their old hits. I forgot the name of this cafe, but it was refreshing to think that all right, you don't need the mic, just the mic and a DJ. You know, you can have some live inf- instrumentation. Somebody on the piano playing a, play a piano riff. No,
2: no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying lyrically. No, I'm just. I'm just crediting the instrumentation. I'm
3: using the instrumentation mm-hmm. of yeah. other instruments, other than a mic, a turntable, and a beat machine, or whatever have you. Sometimes that's just refreshing. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Facts. But lyrically, hieroglyphics. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see where you going with that. Because yeah, be-
3: there
2: were like more of uh, uh, more like we grasp on that in, in the 90s with like they were like more like a New York style, but then they were not from New York. They're not from East. So the hieroglyphics. Glifix or Howard Glifix, even um, um King T sound like he was from out here. So he kicked a, he kicked a, a certain flavor. Yo, I like favorite. Planet Asia. Planet Asia sound like he from the East Coast too.
3: My, exactly. My,
0: my, mm-hmm. my favorite, exactly. My favorite from the hieroglyphics is Souls of Mischief. Souls of Mischief. Hyroglyphics.
3: Yeah. Hyroglyphics. That's a hieroglyphics, yeah. That's the
0: hieroglyphics.
2: Yeah. The hieroglyphics battle. Native tongue. <laughs> exactly, and I, I would love to see that battle. When Dres get back on, tell Dres yo man, he did a great show in Fox with the low with the Diamond Crooks, but we all Diamond Crook. I'm Diamond Crook out, so I don't care. So, right, hold on, Camp Blows performing at at, at at Foxwoods when? Um, they're supposed to be doing it soon, 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we rocking that out.
0: I'm Van Cleef. Chiba, Suede, everybody rocking out? Yo, we need okay. Camp, camp Low on the podcast. We need Yo, camp get Lowe. us Camp Low on the podcast,
2: good brother. Yeah, back to that tag, I'm Tag. I'm Tag on Suede and Chi right now. And Do that. Those, I appreciate for those, that.
0: For those who don't know who Camp Low is, if you never, if you can't, you can't call yourself hip-hop and don't know what This Is It was. Yeah, they crooks, crooks. <laughs> you can't know, you can't call yourself hip-hop and not realize not that's G. That's G. Ski's
2: Diamond production. Crook. your ski, your ski taught me a lot of things, man. It, and I don't know now, but he
0: ski was gonna come on the podcast, but I know ski is wrapped up doing. This, he does a Smack Pack challenge.
2: Ski's right now. He's chilling right now. What's what time it is? He good. He goody goody. Good, he... Yeah,
0: but Cam- uh, I, 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 I'm right.
2: going I'm selling the joints. So I'm selling right now. I'm tagging right now. Everybody tag right now. He chilling. Chilling.
3: I appreciate that, bro. I like that. I, I like that. I
2: love you guys, man. But, yo, Hieroglyphics, get that. popping.
3: Absolutely. Somebody got
2: called up. Somebody called Swiss. Matter of <laughs> fact, his name ain't Swiss. His name is got seen. We all grew up with him. <laughs> we all grew up with his ass in the Bronx. I don't care. I, I blow, I, I blow his government up, man. <laughs> we all went to school together. The fuck? That got 144, you know what I'm saying? Blow Come on, man. I don't call dudes by their they, they stage shit. I call dudes by their names. What I went through, if I knew you, you're right. We got the same barber, you know what I'm saying? We got the same, so I ain't going to blow shit up. Yo, he said
3: Cool
0: Rock Ski. Cool Rock Ski got a new joint? Cool Rock I didn't even know Cool Rock Ski still made music.
3: That's and, that, and that, that's, that's to your point, Shaw. That's to your point. There are artists that still making joints ain't that just to piggyback back on the camp low. If anyone, if no one heard eighty blocks of Tiffany's, the joint they did with Pete Rock, My Three is gonna be sick. Listen, 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 to that. Listen to that album. That three that's like sick. how come no all one knows by, about
2: it? All produced by Pete. Peter. All produced by Pete. Yes, sir. Pete. Peter. Yo. Um listen for all we are calling on the new all we're called. What's this dude navigate from Ultra Yo, Ultramagnetic MCs. Okay. Shout out to Cool P, MC. Magnetic cool MC. New
1: members. joint?
2: Yeah. It's bananas. He's he's stuttering. Actually he's stuttering through the whole album. Stuttering. Wow. Stuttering raps. He took it to a, a, a stuttering level, like. Can you see how the West Coast dudes doing it? They changing, they 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 they. He's stuttering
1: through boom back. Mm. Yo, Cool Keith always been like a mad scientist to me, man. R- very good with the words. Uh, always,
2: thought, always thought out the box, yo. Hmm? When that way go yeah. on, when that way go on, it's Christmas season. <laughs> when that way go on, it's Christmas season, bro. Yo, Cleef, well, we got to
0: let you go so we can let uh, Warfield come up.
2: Yeah. Yo, man. Yo, V. Love you, um, life, Love you. Love, love, love. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, soldiers. Just... Peace, peace. Peace and love.
0: All right. Justin Warfield, you up, brother. Come on in.
3: Yeah, bro, I worked with that brother Van, that that, that brother Van, man. We worked up in uh, Connecticut together. Come to find out, we from the same hood, B. We know, the same people, yo. Know.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a soul's of mischief Fan, too. There you go. Can you hear yo, us? Yo, yo, yo. All is right,
3: there we go. If What's so feel like I'm feeling that hat, son. What's up with that, bro? I'm feeling that hat there,
0: kid. <laughs>
5: this is a great conversation you guys have going. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. No, I appreciate you
0: you, when uh, I think when you were coming in the last time we were talking about like how do we bridge the gap and what is it that our generation could be doing to sort of reach back and embrace the younger generation to get them more familiar and comfortable with the music because I think anytime we have this conversation, it's always about that the younger generation is shunning, you know, older generation. So what are your thoughts on that?
5: I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I have the magic bullet, but I think it's twofold. One is, like, if you adopt the, like, get off my lawn, old guy philosophy, then, like, right. just o- off top, you're going to put people off. And it's like, if you, like, you guys were talking about generational stuff, right? And you dropped a lot of jewels, but when you were talking about, like, you know, oh, moms is listening to, like, Don, you know, Diana Ross or, you know, somebody, like, cleaning up. And then you're like, well, that was in my song like, or even reference like parents being like, what is this garbage? And then maybe being into flavor in a year later. And for me, like, I think we, as as, there's a rebellious thing that happens with the youth where we want to push back and be contrarian to things like, and so like, as a parent, I know that like, if I try and force feed something or be like, Hey, I'm going to break something off and you need to sit down and listen. Now that my kid is like a teenager, he kind of knows when to pick his battles and when I'm really breaking off some knowledge he needs to hear. But Mm -hmm. historically it's easier to like attraction rather than promotion. When you, when you present something to somebody, they're they're all, they're always going to be like, Oh, like, what is this? So to me, like, for example, like my dad worked in the music industry. He promoted first record was Carl Douglas Kung Fu Fighting. Then it was Barry White. And then it was, uh, then it was when the Jackson's became Jackson five became the Jackson's. And when Michael went solo, then Luther and Tina, so Tina Marie, and so like I was around all of that. But my music was like, oh, <clears throat> what's what's Nucleus Jam on it? What is um what's Dougie Fresh and, and the Get Fresh Crew and and the mm-hmm. show? What mm-hmm. is um what is Run DMC? What is L? What is the Fat Boys? Is a real gateway drug? Right. And then it became right. deeper and deeper and deeper. But if somebody would have been like an older guy would have been like, let me put you up on this, and like I'd have been like bro, like what are you talking about, (laughs) right? Like I needed to discover it on my own. And Mm. at first my dad, who was an older G in the, in the black music industry was like, what are you listening to? And I was like, well, this is the future. And then in LA where I'm at and where I'm from, it wasn't until his peer and his homie Greg Mack started playing hip hop for the first time in Los Angeles Mm. after uncle Jam's army, after all that stuff, Greg Mack Mm -hmm. legitimized hip hop on the radio Uh, in Los Angeles by putting it on. And I used to literally go up to the station with kids after school and be like, yo, play that new blah, blah, blah. And he would like put stuff on. So to me now is like a 48 year old person who considers myself. Definitely like of that, like what I call second wave of hip hop. Like Mm -hmm. I'm too young to have been in the park. Right. I'm not from the Bronx. I'm from North Hollywood. Right. (laughs) But doubt, said that, but having right. said that, I, I was in the South Bronx in the in the mid-'80s, right? And I was – I did do, you know, hang out with, like, Greg Nice and Smooth B in the Bronx in, like, you know, 91. So I think that, like, our wave – like, I think our wave is, like, the golden age because there's the, the foundational stuff, the Herc, the Mel, the, yep. the, the, the Kaz, the Whips. and the Flash, and, like, yeah. Yeah, Flash, the Zulus, right? But then, like right. – that next wave that came like I'm, I'm in Zulu nation. I was put on by, you know, Zulu King Malik Levy and like, and, and Africa Islam. But like, to me, I know that history. And so what I try and do is I try and be an embodiment of those cultural things that I Mm -hmm. came from, which were the foundational hip. It was like breakdancing was my gateway. Okay. Breakdancing. Right. Like that was the first thing. And then it was graffiti. And then it was turntables. And then after turntables, when I started writing rhymes, now I've been spending mm-hmm. the last like two decades making alternative rock, but mm-hmm. I also like still have like a brand new SP right behind me right here, because <laughs> that's, always, that's always gonna be part of who I am and what yeah. I do, right? So like for me, for example, like sort of all over the place, but like I, I, I'm, I'm down with Tyler, right? And I've known Tyler since he put out his first stuff and I'm a massive stand for Tyler. But like Tyler, I've had conversations with him where I'm like, yo, you should check out this, or you should really like, if you like that, you should get into this. And he didn't even know for the first 15 years, whatever we knew each other, he didn't know that, that I even had a history as a hip hop artist who dropped wow. a song on MTV Raps or on Video Music Box and all that. And so once he knew, he was like, oh word. And like, so then he would see like, well, when I'm talking about native tongues or when I'm talking about artists from my generation, our generation. So, so they, they have to find it on their own. So what what we have to do is not hate on the new. Like, I have to be able to take my son to the shows to see, you know, all those MCs, like, who I may just be like, really, MC? Like, you know, it's like, it's a low bar now, bro. Like, it's a low bar, right? But I, at the same time, I also think we have to have the awareness, dude, that, like, there's revisionist history in our minds because we're like, I always say that like to me, watching like leaders in the new school and Chelsea at a club and like uh, and like watching stretch, you know, spin at a club that I performed at 91 and these things. That was like Woodstock to me, like jump. You were talking about Drez, who's the homie, was talking about Fife, you know, Malik, not jumping turnstiles. I remember like when Jirobe, who was really the person who walked me into this whole world as an 18 year old kid when Jeroby and me were like jumping turnstiles with Brand Nubian and hanging out with Lars Professor. And to me, I was like Henry Hill in Goodfellas when he walks in the Copa and he sees everybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's
3: real. It was a, a hip hop muse for you. Like, where am I at? Like, what the hell
2: is going on?
5: I mean, like, you guys, you guys are from there and lived it. But can you imagine being from a city that really Obviously, changed the world through Ice-T and N. W. A. and Dre mm-hmm. and Cube and all of that, and even before that, later Snoop and tons of stuff. I, yeah. I came up with Far Side and with 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 House of Pain and with Will. I am was in the clubs. All of us, like it was a rich scene, but it was different. So imagine for me what it was like when I went right. to Latifah's Leti- birthday party. That was some MTV joint, and like I met Lakim Shabazz, and he gave me props, and I was like, "Oh, bro." I was like, oh, my God, like, because that yeah. was like a little rocking.
3: culture shop. A little culture shop.
5: Yeah. So so all of that to say, like, you guys are talking about things that are so real to me. But we also have to be cognizant of the fact that not every song that dropped between 88 and 93 was great. There was garbage. Absolute. Oh, that's, that's, mm-hmm. a yeah. that's a fact. That's a
0: fact. A lot, of bullshit a, lot of bullshit. Old, a lot
5: of us old dudes a lot of old dudes are like, nah man, like it and it's like, well, there was also some junk, right? And the truth is, is finding the jewels now. The things that Alchemist is doing are incredible. The things that Planet right. Asia that I just heard what he did with evidence is incredible. Incredible. Right. There's so many artists who are making great music. Like you talked about the stuff that Nas is doing with Hip Boy, like Dude, I heard a track that Che Pope played me the other day that's unreleased. I'm not going to say the artist, and I was like, "Classic." Like, to me, instantaneous. Dude, it's there's always great music. The difference is the multinational corporations that used to promote the great art do not see the value in signing mm-hmm. or developing that art, and so it's not in the mainstream. And what's in the mainstream is whether you go you, back five years. I
3: mean, to cut, cut years, your wisdom, use the keyword development. You use the word development. How important are A&Rs, if
5: I, may, if I may
0: ask? They're gone.
5: That's I'm tough <laughs> that Well, tell well, you how important they are. well I, I I still work in the industry, and I actually do A&R for, for a, a new music technology platform, which is some whole other thing. But let me just tell you, the A&Rs are not incentivized to find these artists. Like, like there is no Dante Ross who's making records with KMD or De La Soul or Brand Nubian now. There are no artists like, you know, like, like the cats that used to be at like my first manager was Steve Rifkin. And so I used to be around the loud offices like before they put out Mobb Deep when it was like Twista and me and a couple of other people. Mm. But there's nobody looking for the next Havoc and Prodigy. There's nobody looking for that. They're basically like, right. know, like, what, like they're looking for something very different. They're looking for a hit. And there is no artist development in any record industry nope. that's majors. Let a, Forget hip hop there's no alternative rock or like country development. You'd have to go to Nashville to try and be developed. And that's like a farm system. So mm-hmm. like for us right now, we have to support the underground. We have to it's like there. give props to the people that are actually doing it at a high level now, whether, cause the other thing is this bro, like when I was really, really, really into whether it was Divine Styler or whether it was Kwame or whether it was Drez, like that wasn't for my dad. That wasn't his generation, right?